the challenge becomes how do I find the right people? How do I do it quickly and eliminate the frustrating parts of the hiring process that are slowing me down? And then how do I attract people that maybe I've been having trouble reaching? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's interesting in this whole backdrop of seasonality and the specific challenges that industries are facing, you're seeing different things coming up from Washington Post. I saw an article just today that said that lots of business owners and business leaders are following this buzz about people don't want to work. Anymore. And the reality is, is that the work rate amongst teenagers and people who are right out of school who choose to go into high volume service positions or retail positions or hospitality positions, they're working at a higher rate than ever before. But it's so much more competitive that there are really important tools and focus areas that companies need to start thinking about in order to attract those people to work for them. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone and happy Thursday. And of course, this time for Talent Experience Live, your weekly look into all things human resources, including intelligent talent marketplaces, uh, talent acquisition, talent management, and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have a very exciting topic, a very exciting guest. We're talking all about high volume hiring. Now, most folks, I think when they imagine HVH or high volume hiring, they think of retail stores, right? They think of the crazy mad rushes at your big box stores on Black Friday when they open up at six o'clock in the morning. And who is going to help all of those people check out so that they can run to the next store? Uh, but it doesn't stop there. High volume hiring really is all year round, depending on what industry you are in. And today, we're going to talk about that as well as the evolution and some technology that may help out with it, depending on what industry you may be in. So without any further hesitation, I am going to bring on my guest, Bill Ventiker. That's right. Crushed it. Nailed it right on the screws. <laughs> he is our uh, Senior Director of uh, Product Marketing here, specifically for industry verticals, which is why the high-volume hiring uh, it really conversation, I think, is so important to have because no matter what industry you're in, Bill, it it really depends on when you're going to hire. Am I, am I way off there? No, and, and I think that we're seeing that the seasonality of hiring and the availability of the talent that companies are looking for varies from one industry to the next. So that unique challenge for a hotel chain versus a retail store versus a services organization, there are a lot of challenges that they're facing that are unique just to them. So um, the industry focus on the way that we develop our products to help solve those problems is really, really important. Yeah, I think it, it it's super interesting based on industry. And even, I know this isn't necessarily, you know, something that we talk about often, but region, right? Like I live in Philadelphia. The busy season is wintertime, right? Because that's when the Eagles are playing. That's when the Sixers are playing. That's when the Flyers are playing versus, you know, a place like the Jersey Shore, which busy season, which is where I grew up, 
is the summer, right? And that is where all of the tourists, shoebies, bennies, whatever you want to call them, flock to the store and they need help hiring in inverse. Now, the Northeast is a little nice <laughs> because you can kind of just flow back and forth. But for other areas, um, how challenging is it when we talk about seasonality, seasonality uh, to hiring really mass amounts of talent to keep your business not just running at a functional level, but in some cases afloat? Well, I think that you're absolutely right. Like when we're transitioning now from the winter gift giving season into the spring, there is a shift on which industries are really starting to double down on this is our time to find the people that we need. And we need to look at who worked for us last year and how do we retain the people that we have to keep them from being pulled away by our competitor that's down the street. And, you know, spring break is coming up. So those tourist areas of the country are now being faced with this huge challenge of we're going to have kids coming in, we're going to have families coming in, our stores are going to be full, our restaurants are going to be packed. We need the people to deliver the experience to our customers that we want. So the challenge becomes um, how do I find the right people? How do I do it quickly and eliminate the, the, the frustrating parts of the hiring process that are slowing me down? And then how do I attract people that um, maybe I've been having trouble reaching, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It's interesting in this whole backdrop of seasonality and the specific challenges that industries are facing, you're seeing different things coming up from, from Washington Post. I saw an article just today that said that lots of business owners and business leaders are, are following this buzz about people don't want to work anymore, right? And the reality is, is that the work rate amongst teenagers and people who are right out of school who choose to go into high volume service positions or retail positions or hospitality positions, they're working at a higher rate than ever before. But it's so much more competitive that there are really important tools and focus areas that companies need to start thinking about in order to attract those people to work for them. Yeah. That's a, that's funny. I, you mentioned the Washington Post article. Did people ever really want to work? I'm kidding. I, I think if you find a passion for what you do and, and everything, you, you love what you do. But at the end of the day, I think we'd all rather be sitting on a beach with a margarita hand <laughs> of course. If, if, if we could have it that way. But it, it makes sense that you bring up there the seasonality of things. And I always think back to my experience working as a, a seasonal employee in, in restaurants over the summer. Traditionally, my you know employer would reach out to the group of individuals that worked there last year, mm -hmm. right? You mentioned it's getting more and more competitive and it's not as easy as it once was. Also, there's a little bit, I think, less loyalty in the market as a whole. It's something that some folks agree with, some folks don't, but it's certainly a trend that you can find on social media of you have to job hop every two to three years. You're job hopping every three or four months if you're working in a, a seasonal approach, right? So the competition for this talent when it's needed most continues to skyrocket. I want to ask you, 
when it comes to reaching out to maybe previous folks who worked mm-hmm. for you in a, in a seasonal capacity, I think about lifeguards, restaurant workers, of course, retail workers over the holiday season, and you know even logistics and transportation during that time. Once you've done your initial outreach to the folks who may have worked for you last year, how important is it to stay on top of them at once you've garnered interest and keep them there? Because you mentioned the competitive landscape is getting more and more dog-eat-dog out there, right? It could be something as simple when we're talking about hourly wage workers of a slight increase in compensation, a slight change of hours when they're working. How do you stay on top of that competition? And is there a preferred way to communicate with these individuals? Well, I think that, you know, alumni platforms are definitely um, an important way to keep engaged with people who really enjoyed working for you in the past and would be on the top of your list for people to come back. I think that when you have a tool that takes that historical data and when you open a rec and you start to hire when it's time to get back up to the same levels that you had the previous season or the previous quarter, if you have a tool that tracks that alumni network and the people that are in there or the people that applied and you and you close down the recs because you found all of the people that you needed at that time, that's where you start to start um, to focus on not starting from zero, right? Um, which is really important. You want it, it, again, it all goes to speed and finding the best talent. So I think that's one place to start for sure. The other thing is, is you want to make sure that you're attracting them for the the new folks to come in to your company. And an effective way of doing that is making sure that you're positioning yourself just like you're positioning your brand. You want your frontline workers to choose to work for you or with you in the same way that they would choose who they would take their own family to go to on vacation or who they would be proud to tell their family that they're working for. Um, so that employer branding and that reputational investment in what it's like to work for your company is super, super important too. And there's a couple of, a couple of specific things that we can go over that I think that organizations that are facing this high volume hiring challenge right now can focus on. But those are some of the ways that I think you, you really start to drive on bringing people back from the previous year. No, that, that makes complete sense. And I think what adds to this is I, I mentioned competitors there, but when we talk about this talent pool, oftentimes you're not just competing for talent in your direct industry. I know last year at I Am Phenom, shameless plug, um, we had a a representative from True Green talk about how she's not just competing for individuals who, you know, work in the lawn care industry. She's competing with the big box stores. She's competing with the delivery services that we all know and well, right? It shortens or, or makes the pool more and more less shallow when you're going out there. And for you to share some of that expertise on experiences, these consumers are oftentimes your talent, right? When we're talking about high volume hiring, they're people that frequent your business, they're people that purchase from you. So they expect that level of really smoothness, I think, and and synergy between the two businesses. Um, Which brings me to, to kind of my next point, what are you think expectations now? What are what are must have expectations when it comes to a high volume hiring approach? Well, I'd say there's two expectations. You have the candidate expectation, 
and what they're hoping for when they're applying for a job. Mm -hmm. But then you also have the recruiter and the employer and manager expectation too. If you put yourself in this in the shoes of a candidate that's looking for a job, um, they want as easy of an application experience as possible. They want to understand the hours that they would work. They want to understand clearly what the compensation is going to look like. And they want to know a little bit about what a day in the life would be like working for your company. So I think that that clarity um, and really focusing on exactly what the roles and responsibilities are in your job postings and telling that story is where you start to attract people because they get all their questions answered right away. The other thing is you have, I think that candidates are expecting a really smooth application process. So if as an HR team, if you can invest in tools that allow these types of candidates that are the frontline workers that are applying in volume to apply from any device, from their mobile phone, from a tablet, from the family computer, making that process as smooth as possible is going to allow you to attract the people from the company down the street that's looking for that same person, but it's really difficult to apply to get, or to get, or to hear back from them when yep. you apply, that kind of stuff. Makes sense. Um, from a manager perspective, it's all about speed and accuracy. You know, I touched on a little bit before. They want to make sure that they're hiring the right person. They want to make sure that they're, and they chart, the HR team is looking at this too, that they're, um, you know, they're getting so many applications that they don't have time to review all of those um, applications and screen them appropriately. Maybe they're not getting enough applications, right? But yeah. in most cases, it's too many. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I think the expectation is that you're going to be able to screen them quickly. You're going to be able to um, get some level of, of um, assessment in place to mm -hmm. understand if they have the skills, the basic skills necessary to meet the, the, the job that you've posted before you spend the time to go and have them come in for an interview or schedule them for a virtual interview yep. or something like that. I think of, because I work in social media giveaways, Right, and I think of hey, retweet this for a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars versus fill out this form for a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars. Right, <laughs> one of them is going to get a significant more influx of things, and I apply that to the application process. If you have somebody jump through hoops, you think of you know oftentimes folks in the hourly you know uh, position, the high volume roles, they're not necessarily going to have a resume on their mobile device, right? So how simple can you make that process to put in work history, right? Or is that even something that you need for this particular position, asking those sorts of things? The other thing that you mentioned there was making it as clear and concise as possible to answer candidates' question, which I think within the job description itself, within the job posting, is something that we've talked about for years, right? Put the compensation out front, unless, of course, your organization has a policy in place that doesn't allow for that. You know, set those hours unless, of course, there's multiple hours. But what about the right. one-off questions, right? Where, you know, we're dealing with an influx of talent coming to your, you know, site. They want answers now. And if they don't get them from your site, they're going to find them elsewhere. <laughs> um, how do you think, you know, AI plays a role into this, you know, potentially with, with conversations to save some of those managers' times that you talked about? Yeah, I mean, I... It's a great point. And I think that we're hearing from our clients that some 
industries are all about jumping in and leveraging generative AI and the tools. And some are a little hesitant. But I have to say that what you're talking about is exactly one of the areas in high volume hiring where you can eliminate barriers to getting the right people in your doors. Um, that integration with a with a with a chatbot that can that knows the details of the roles, knows the available shifts, can clarify questions about maybe they're applying for a job to be um, to be an employee at your retail location, but they didn't realize that there was a location that was 15 minutes closer to them. Now, with that information that can be provided to them in a conversational way as they're going through providing their information, responding to the chatbot, now there's you've you've raised the possibility that person is going to come work for you because you know, it's going to shorten their um, burden of getting to and from work every single day. There are those clarifying points where if they're not the right person and they don't have the skills necessary or the experience necessary, you can build those into a chat bot and you can have that as part of the screening process. And that saves your manager time. That saves the person that's trying to bring people into their organization enough time that they can return back to focusing on what's really important in a lot of cases at this level, which is focusing on their customers, focusing on running the business and focusing on responding to the day-to-day challenges that they're facing in retail or hospitality or whatever it is. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think the the important aspect there is is that they're getting their answers ASAP. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when we think of some of these you know, positions, they're not traditional nine to fives. Right. Probably the toughest roles to fill for a lot of organizations are the night shift, the third shift. Right. The graveyard shift, as it's known. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you have someone who's applying for that position, they're probably not going to apply during regular business hours. Right. It doesn't mean they want their answers in the morning. I can tell you how many times I've looked things up right before I'm about to go to bed put it in my cart to purchase, and then never return to that site. That's what happens because I was looking for a discount code or whatever it may be, or I could have just been tired. But <laughs> the, the the point that I'm getting is they're able to get those answers at that time and place and help them move through the process. And I think I want to ask you a question about future state, but I can almost imagine a world where for some of these, uh, let's you know do a scenario real quick, an overnight shift, during the holiday season, someone is filling out an application at eight or nine o'clock at night. As they're filling out that application, the chatbot pops up and says, hey, for two, $3 more, we have this shift available. Is this something that you're interested in as well? Which if somebody clicks yes on that hiring manager, that's the first thing that I'm gonna check in my Isn't that CRM, amazing? Right? Like, like that person yeah. may have never searched for that role. Exactly, exactly. Um, because they didn't realize that it was even available or they didn't realize that it paid more. And yeah. they realized, well, hey, well, maybe I can actually make that work and work this job during this shift, come home, take care of the kids, and then trade off and be able to go and make some more money, you know, at, at this other position during this time. That's informa- providing that information that aligns the person applying to the right position in your company or the right location or the right role is something where, you know, without the technology, it would take a recruiter or a hiring manager talking to that person to even uncover that possibility. 
it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, no, super super exciting and and native to the process, right? It's not going to add a day where you know the hiring manager logs in, they have a stack of resumes on their desk. Nobody has a stack of resumes on their desk anymore <laughs> in their computer in their CRM, and that's the first question that they ask. It's already been asked in the process. Right? Doesn't mean you can't go back and circle back on those things, um, but it's it's already been prompted to give someone maybe the time to think about it and, and rearrange and see if it's even possible within their life. Um, but we talk about generative AI and the chatbot there. Is there any other technology that you foresee, maybe not today, but in the future, you know, organizations will really will be must haves in order to keep up with the Joneses because their competitors, as I mentioned, may not be industry specific, but they might implement some new technology. Well, I mean, I think that some of the technology that the product teams here at Phenom are developing today is already providing the future to a lot of organizations. I mean, the systems of the past that have been the tried and true legacy systems just aren't meeting the challenges anymore. So a lot of it, when, when we talked about those challenges at the beginning, they're focused on accuracy. They're focused on finding the right person for their company. They're focused on doing it faster, and they're focused on retaining their people uh, from the other companies that are trying to steal them away from yeah. them, right? With the automation that's in, in, in integrated into Phenom's platform and others that we partner with, you, you end up accomplishing a lot of that stuff just by removing the manual touch points that took so much time before. When you combine automation with customization and the chatbot that can filter through and eliminate the issues that you would come across before that would derail your hiring or would delay your conversations. And then adding to that, having the ability to schedule that person that has gone through the process in an automated fashion without having to pull up your calendar without having to do all the back and forth with a with a with a um assistant or with the recruiting team having it all right there in the tool is how you start to accomplish these things i think um from a future perspective i think that um you're going to see more and more new kinds of frontline jobs that are going to be available i think that retail is going to continue to evolve and you're going to have um, new ways to attract people to provide experiences in a retail organization. Retail has to reinvent itself in a lot of ways to keep up with how the retail world is changing. They all have to have some kind of an online capability. Mm -hmm. They all have to compete with the company that's right there on their phone versus coming into their store. Mm -hmm. And the way that they're going to do that is by hiring the right people and by creating more experiences inside the, the actual store that people come to. Yeah. Um, so you need to be able to attract the best of the best. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to show them why you're different. You need to be able to do it quickly and you need to be able to be flexible as the time of year goes on when you have the ebbs and flows of your um, hiring needs. And yeah. that's, that's where innovative technology, I think, is is going to help with that future. Absolutely. No, that, that makes complete sense. And I, I, I like what you talked about there, the shift of retail, right? I think we have all walked into our childhood malls and seen that it has changed. It doesn't look the same way that it does, but we still walk in there, right? Mm -hmm. And 
that is going to change along with the talent, right? By upskilling them, by introducing new skills, by showcasing different things and getting that employee their first opportunity is oftentimes the way that you can do that, right? It can help prepare you for the future. So this is all good and exciting stuff. Before I let you go, Bill, is there any final thoughts that you have? Anything that I may have missed an opportunity to ask you about? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I, I would sum it up by just saying that um, the seasonality is is something that I think that everyone is facing. But there's so many industries now that are competing across with for the same groups of people. And I yeah. think you touched on this a little bit earlier. So we're going into spring. Now you're going to have, you know, hospitality getting ready for vacations and you're going to have the restaurant industry focusing on people coming back out after, you know, staying in because of the weather a lot of times. Right. Um, you're going to have, uh, big rises in the need for people in yard and garden, in home improvement, in um, uh, childcare and things like that. And so you have to think about all the different places that your candidates are working and where you're trying to attract them and be really clear in advance of when you're going to need them. And planning and working with tools that can automate that process and give you those indicators of when you should be hiring and what, what types of roles you should be looking for is kind of the additional piece that I don't think we've really touched on yet. And I think that's really important. Yeah, no, it certainly is. And this, the seasons are changing faster and faster, it seems. <laughs> Not to throw any, any slights at retail. I mean, we all see it in August, Halloween, decorations already yeah. out right in october there's christmas stuff out and so on and so forth i think reese's eggs right now are out we haven't even gotten oh, yeah. valentine's day oh no i mean all the valentine's day stuff was out before we took down our christmas exactly. tree i mean it was it's definitely one of those things where you need you need tools that will help you anticipate what's even deeper than the obvious, like what's the next holiday coming down the road and, and that kind of exactly. stuff. So. Exactly. Awesome. awesome. Well, Bill, thank you so much for your time. Thanks I for having it. me. Uh, you are welcome back anytime. I know we love to have <laughs> the product marketers on here. They are recurring guests. Um, so we'll have you back on soon. Uh, but in the meantime, I hope everyone has a fun, fantastic weekend. I know we have a great episode lined up for you next Thursday. But if you're so obsessed with Phenom and you cannot wait to hear from us again, feel free to go register for I Am Phenom. It is April 23rd through the 25th. I'll be there in person. Bill will be there. Justin behind the cameras will be there. You can say, wow, how do you put on that show every week? And I'll say, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> in the meantime, it's going to be great. Yes, it will. It will. We can't wait to see you there. Uh, feel free to like, follow and subscribe. Uh, you can always listen on Spotify or Apple Music. But in the meantime, have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Talent Experience Live, of course, is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster, employees evolve in their current roles and beyond, recruiters achieve some next level productivity and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more.